right, guys. So my guest is a product owner in a research-heavy and innovative tech for one of our partner companies, Porsche, at their digital labs. Hi, Porsche. He also worked as a developer, went into management, and became a Scrum coach. He also worked for a long time in artificial intelligence and now focusing on blockchain-based apps for the mainstream. Welcome, Claudio Beck. Okay, Claudio, so tell me about your experience before being a product owner. Yes, of course. So I started also in the university. I was working as a team coach. So I had a lot of different teams which I was coaching and trying to set up to to collaborate well and most efficiently. Uh, we had a lot of kickoffs to, to figure out who's doing what, what are the roles, what are the competencies. And it started all small. And afterwards, I also went into a startup. I was the CTO. So we, we tried to use what we learned as students and in this experience to build up a little developer team. I was going pretty much into developing myself, um, coding for quite a few years. And I think it's actually quite important also for, for people um, yeah, managing a team to, to get a, now to understand what are they doing, what are the challenges. Yeah, you don't have to know all the details, but I think it's really important to, to figure out what are that actually challenges. Um, and afterwards, then I, I just went to, to freelance for one year in Taiwan, Taipei, which was quite interesting to see the quite differences in, yeah, in, in Asia how people collaborate as a team, how they work together. Um, we try to give a lot of um, free courses in an NGO-like thing for entrepreneurship, for coding, for web development, a lot of artificial intelligence. And to see, okay, how are people trying to figure this out? But on the other side, the work life is quite hierarchic there. It's um, quite strict. People don't have a lot of freedom. So we try to change that a little bit uh, with with our basically workshops for free, but then, yeah, it ended, and I went to the corporate world. Okay, and what do you define as uh, product management or or product ownership? What's the difference there? So when people ask you, oh, like what is product owner and what is a product manager? Well, how would you define that? Yeah, that's a very good question because actually, for a lot of people in the corporate world, the word product owner. It's really unclear. Also product management, they often understand and hear project management because coming from corporate and everything I tell you today is from a personal, private perspective, not just from one company, but abroad a lot of years. I worked together with uh, Audi, AMG, Bosch, Continental, Daimler, Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen or Porsche. So quite huge companies for Germany and they have a lot of waterfall projects. So it's quite hard to do the project of like product management mm. if you are somewhere in the hierarchy and have very limited um, chances for decisions. Yeah, usually it starts like there's a hierarchy. You get a project, people get a project and certain circumstances. And then they have to work on that. They have milestones in a very narrow field. And I believe Product management and also product ownership means you have to get to know to understand the full big picture. You have to figure out why are you doing what you're doing. Yeah, as you also look at the code, you have to start the research. What's actually on the market? Not just building on something, but asking the why question. And of course, it changes the team dramatically as well. Because now you're not 
just going from a requirement list and trying to fulfill this with a, a team, but you're trying to solve the real problem and not just going for the next milestone. And I think yeah. this changed a lot. In one case, we had 26 different departments working on one project. 10 were from around the world. And the challenge was we had to finish the project within the same year in predictive analytics and AI. But mm -hmm. every department would say, we only start when the other department finished. And this would help on then like 26 times. Because the incentive model there is only if everything is clear, we're going to start. Yeah. But that's very like and, old school way of thinking, right? The yes, very, of course, yes. And that's really tricky because you don't get too far and very slow, especially if you yeah. have this, um, this problem. And then you often had like meetings of decision makers, like big rounds. There were like 20, 30 people sitting in a round, which didn't do the, the hands-on work, but it was only management uh, decision making of uh, other decision making and for other decision making and management so it becomes big and slow how do you tackle the, the the the, par the paralysis of this uh, of the process you know because the yeah. this is very it hurts the what you're building and you can't really test and iterate as as fast as you can how did you tackle that well we were in an area of innovation and this is different from yeah, the regular classic approaches. In a classic approach, if you know the circumstances, you know what you want to do, someone did it already and you just try to embed it or implement it in another company, you can go the typical standardized project management way. You know what you're going to do. But now we are living in this fast-paced world with great innovative technologies and innovation itself. And there you have so much uncertainty that you have, well, on the one side, you have to be more agile. So you have to give the whole team much more freedom. And this is also what we then learned when we came to Berlin. There's a lot of digital labs, a lot of greenfield approaches where corporates try to make a change. Basically by saying, okay, now we, we take one piece of the company somewhere where they don't have to live with all the company processes but they maybe can use a computer where they can install software, where the firewall is not blocking everything and so on. So now we let the, those people build the solution in a, in a green field. Of course, they will look about the uh, requirements of the corporate later, right? You have always um, interfaces to other software, hardware, what is it connecting to? But you let them develop in this green field. First, they do their research, what is on the market there, then they are thinking about mostly open-minded and you often have um, international interdisciplinary teams, which helps because the studies show they have more creativity. You have different influences. You have different styles. We worked with a lot of people which had uh, their PhD in physics or biology or other topics, not just computer science, even though I highly like it. And of course, we are working mostly in the digital world but still, having these different um, ideas from people around the world helped a lot. I think this is um, part of the product ownership is that you have a team which is very free to build its own solution. And this also goes down to the methods. Usually, in a classical waterfall project, there would be a boss and he would tell people what to do. 
Yeah, and in the bad case, it goes down to micromanagement, where the boss exactly tells everyone what's, what to do as much as he could do it nearly himself or herself. Now, yeah. we are in an agile world. So with Scrum, for example, or even, even more with Kanban, people will figure out themselves what are they good at, and they will take their task and finish it because they have the self-incentive to build a great product. And I think one part of product ownership is also love your product. From a definition, it's, it's mostly maximized, right? The outcome of the product. Mm -hmm. It often means talking to a lot of stakeholders to make the decision makers also um, interested in, in your product. Um, there's often different stakeholders. You have different departments, budget givers, the customers as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think you have to have love for the project, but also the team needs to be coming together, being self-motivated. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think especially now with, with the world changing, change is not coming, change is already here and it's changing every day. So we have to uh, adapt and be very, very flexible. And this is, I think, why now product management and product ownership was introduced, right? So you're absolutely right, which brings me to my question of, you worked with so many corporates, you've seen like in real life how bureaucracy is, the hierarchy, how much it affects, you know? So how do they embrace new technologies and how did they even think, oh, you know what, actually we do need to now move to the new world? Yes, so I totally agree. Times are changing so much and it's getting so much faster. That's for example why uh, new university styles like the code universities where people learn by themselves is very good because now you have so many new topics and it used to be companies hire people with skills which they learned at university and they will do this for years, decades hopefully. And in the mechanical world and, and for example, at a factory, you still need all the skills for years and years. But in, in a lot of other areas of innovation and a lot of tech, of course, it changes so fast. After a few years, the whole tech stack, everything changed. The whole possibilities changed, what you can do. And this was actually, I think, a big thing. First, companies had to see where can they need, do they need this innovation. In general, they want to change a lot of areas to more agile development, but not everything, right? Some things have very clear circumstances. You don't need agile. It, it doesn't really help. If you have a factory and you, you, you are agile and say everybody does what they're, they're good at, there is risk that maybe the factory is not producing all the time at the same speed, right? But now, if you're looking at innovation and technology, well, a lot of companies try to build new departments, yeah? Future technology departments. They went to the green field. They came a lot, came to, to Berlin. We have like, I think, a dozen of digital labs, which, which were all built around a new work culture, atmosphere, um, often English, um, international, with more diversity, open also to, to get people from around the world to, get, to work with us because in the mostly in the main corporates there's a lot of german so it's really hard to hire people which are not uh yeah, speaking fluently german all the documentation was german so i think this is also part of the change um yeah. going out coming on this green field yeah coming 
for example, to, to build digital apps. And I think the next step is actually giving the employees even more freedom, as we see, for example, with the corporate accelerators, where they try to actually build up teams as uh, sell their own startup. But there, it's combination between corporates and startups. That's what also is quite interesting. And also in my case and in our experience, to give the teams more freedom to build their own self-sustaining solution. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. And also, the, I think what kind of made this change uh, be is because in the tech industries, we always like give more trust to the people that we hired. Because it's like, okay, I, I hired you for a specific reason to do a specific job. So I'm just going to let you be. <laughs> and then there's a system that supports and empowers that type of freedom and trust uh, versus the, the, the old school of like, like you said, the micromanagement type of style, uh, which doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so you basically went into the innovation lab for Porsche, correct? So how is that uh, now for you? And how did you like start with your with your projects there? What type of projects are you working on? I heard a little blockchain uh, projects going on there. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, coming to Berlin um, with the MHP lab and the Porsche Digital Lab at first, um, it was a great possibility because we have an ecosystem in in the city with a lot of startups corporates a lot of collaboration and partnering and i think this is a very important thing because it becomes more complex the technologies there's so many more uncertainties and we need to work and learn together also you have people and as you said people are interested in what they're doing i hope the yeah the it area where a lot of people do what they really like as a role model for hopefully as many jobs areas as possible. Yeah, where people are interested in what they're doing and they they like it. I think this is really great. And, and this is what I found here. Yeah, spreading the new management styles of, of how we do things. <laughs> yeah, I think it's part of it. It's one thing what you do, but it's also the other part, like with whom are you working with? And part of this is, of course, um, the leadership, yeah. Uh, tell me about your project uh, that you're working on currently. I'm super excited, actually, to do this. Yes, to so I'm, I'm working in, in the blockchain area. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's a sleeping giant. It's, it's coming towards us. Of course, you had a lot of, like, trends coming up. Some, some studies said, like, in, in a few years, like 2027, my, maybe 10% of the whole worldwide GDP will be managed on blockchain. But right now, we don't see it yet. Um, it's a little bit a sleeping giant because we don't have movies about it. There is no, it's not like AI where everybody knows how this is, where, where movies about the robots and, and <laughs> cloud computers with personalities are around. It's a little bit more like a technology comparable to the HTTP protocol. If you have an internet website, you always have this HTTP in, in front. No one needs to know how it works, why it works, but you only know with any device you can connect to the internet, you can go on a certain web page and you get your information, which is human readable, text, pictures. With blockchain, it's changing because now it's not for us humans only, it's also for services, products, apps, they're interacting together, they build their own network. It's like the internet for machines, services and products. 
and this changes also the the type of how we how we build those because first it's very young we have a lot of research to do it's shifting a lot if we have this waterfall project when we start a project probably the world would have been shifted all around before we even finished so now we need to be in a yeah, uh, quite often in, in this research and development phase. And therefore, we need everyone in the, in the project to get to know their expertise, right? It's not like one, one person uh, know it all. So we need this collaboration. Therefore, we need these agile teams to work to it with, with each other. Also, we need the latest technology because it's changing so much faster than before. That's why you need everyone in their area in user experience uh, in development of blockchain coding in web development in in also in, in methods and tools everybody needs to be basically learning while being on the project this is where agile helps a lot where mm. you don't know the full outcome in the beginning you work often in sprints and then you have to figure out how far are are you going and you depend always depending on others and now with this fast pace of innovation the others also have roadmaps and research but they haven't finished yet so you start when they haven't finished and you hope they they go the way <laughs> in the same time timeline as you and you have to figure out how to manage the risks and i think this agile approach where you can shift a little bit and steer through the water is quite quite well so how is your role as a product owner at an innovation lab? What is your day-to-day -day activities there? So we want to know what does a PO do? <laughs> you go yes, to the yeah. office and then what happens? So I believe you, you can separate a little bit into two areas. One is about the product, how to develop the product from a technical perspective. And the other one, how to develop the product more from a stakeholder perspective. You have to figure out who to work with, where's the budget coming from, right? This is actually not the definition of a product owner to maximize a product, but you have to figure out, yeah, who's who's stakeholder, who's a benefiter. You have to bring all the different people together. Um, in the corporate world, there's quite a lot of departments. You also want the right people on the team, right? So it's always good to, yeah, to know the team and then let the team know what are you working on. So you find the right people, the right people find you. There is one question that's been burning a lot of people because every time they ask me, I don't know how to answer them, to be honest. <laughs> so they say like, okay, if there's a product owner in the team, is there also a product manager in the team? And how do you guys work together if that's even, if that's a thing? So we start with the concept of product ownership uh, a while ago. We don't have a pro often a specific product owner and product manager. I believe that Scrum, for example, helps in a lot of those projects and therefore you should have a Scrum Master beside the product owner and the developer team roles. What I also found quite interesting, if you work with an external client or a big corporate, to have someone who's more like the problem owner, someone who's really in the business. Because if you're developing um, a product which... You would know that be the end user. Are you really, it's your problem, yeah? You figured out the topic, that's fine. If you're trying to help some other department, you need people with the, with the specific domain knowledge, with the 
knowledge about the exact problem state with the connection to other people which would use the product. So these people you could define as a problem owner and you're then the product owner solving that problem. That's so interesting. I've never heard of this uh, role before, but that's actually quite important, especially if um, maybe you're in, uh, in a company that's uh, basing more, they're solving more than one problem. Maybe also that would actually fit that you have like, okay, we have a product that's solving more than one problem. So we need a problem. Owner. Yeah, it's not an official uh, role yet. And I, <laughs> but it's just the definition that often you have companies, they will define a product owner, but the product owner should be with the product. He should be, as the role says, maximizing the product, be working with the developer team, in best case working, for example, all the events which Scrum or Kanban uh, tells you to do, which takes a lot of time. So this person should be not the person which works on 10 other different projects at the same time. This person could be more defined as a stakeholder um, or, or even problem owner. So how is it working for a corporate like Porsche being in an innovation lab? Is it different than being in corporate? Is there like um, freedom, hierarchy? Well, I think this is um, a topic for most of the digital labs in, in Berlin. And, and we work with quite a lot. And I worked uh, quite with a lot to say in general. It's a different kind of freedom. On the one side, there's often less processes right for example we are we started working with open source much earlier because we didn't have to take all the same restrictions which you had if you were working in the same intranet of the company because there you have very critical infrastructure we just go on the green field and this is not just uh, well my lab this is the, the typical greenfield approach that you have less restrictions on the other side often there's not so much of an afternoon for, for most people. It's not like at 5 p.m. we all leave. In Berlin, we have great meetups. And I think about all of my colleagues are so interested in their topics that they will bring their work also home and in those mm -hmm. meetups to figure out the best solution because that can be usually uh, between 7 and 9 p.m. where you meet great people working on similar tech or uh, challenges. And I think this is like the the freedom you give up, yeah? You don't have this full separation. Oh yeah, 100%. The moment we enter that field, it's like, that's it, this is my life, and I have nothing else <laughs> that, I'm, that, that I'm remotely interested in except this, because you feel fulfilled when, when you meet other people who are passionate uh, towards uh, the topics that you're, that you're passionate about, so it's kind of very difficult to switch off. Yeah, I believe that also this is part of the product only you you need to really like your product. Of course, it's great if people can take some time off, right? Take a weekend and so on. But in general, you have to, to bring love to your, your product. And I think yeah. this is part of this modern world. Yeah, It's not for everything. Um, there's one thing which I wanted to mention. There's um, a great matrix where you can figure out what is a good method to, to use. Mm -hmm. And it has two dimensions. One is complexity and the other one is uncertainty um maybe you know the Sta uh, stacy diagram which shows if you have less complexity and less uncertainty mm -hmm. you know pretty much what to do maybe you did it even already don't use agile methods there it's 
simple and just stick with the regular classical approach. As mm. soon as it gets more complex, then it's great to, to use those methods like Scrum and Kanban. And then if you're in a very um, complex situation and a very uncertain situation, for example, you don't know where the tech of blockchain is developing, yeah? and you know you have to, to use the newest technologies and there's, there's not so much experts yet, right? Because everybody's still learning um, and, and half of that stuff is just developing. Um, yeah, you have kind of chaos and anarchy and then you need these um, mostly ideation and creative approaches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think like uh, from as far as I can understand from what you've said, is that product ownership is more of like a scrum agile based uh, term. And it's uh, and then for like startups, like more smaller startups are, uh, yes, um, basically smaller teams, then a product management comes in, uh, like the, the name changes, you know, and then it depends on, on the, the company. Am I correct in this? Well, yes, I, I do agree. I think product owner is great if on the one side, the, this person t tries to see the full big picture for the product and really gets it to the market, but also with the team, have the decision power together with the team to yeah, make it happen. Whereas product management definitely has a little bit more of operational mode where you have more restriction from the outside mm -hmm. and less freedom basically as a team. Well, this has been absolutely amazing, Claudio. And I want to give you the, the last couple of minutes for you to say you know, the last words. So the stage is yours. This is like one of our traditions. I keep saying this every uh, episode, by the way. Uh, this is part of our rituals. Go on. <laughs> so yeah, the stage is yours. Yes, great. Thanks so far. It's, it's a great yeah, podcast. It's a great topic to talk because I believe product ownership is also a great way how yeah, very innovative technologies can be tackled with agile teams. Yeah? And then we can also have the possibility to either integrate this product within the corporate or even lift it off to its own, own little startup. And I think it's a great way where yeah, employees really uh, live for what they're doing and where the team can yeah, play really everybody's strength. I'm super excited to see uh, more uh, projects uh, launched from your innovation lab. And I'm super excited about your project. <laughs> so hopefully it would be awesome. Um, thank you so much, Claudio, again for taking the time and actually sitting with us and educating us about what product ownership is and the differences between it and project management and product management. So thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Awesome. So guys, that was Claudio Vett, product owner in blockchain and AI at Porsche Digital Labs. To sum it up for you, we talked about Claudio's own experience in project management and product ownership, the definition of both, and the differences between them. And what about working for big corporates and how they embraced and integrated new technologies and management methods into their work? So if you like what you're hearing so far, make sure that you subscribe so that you can get notified for new episodes and follow us on Instagram at Code University. And if you want to know more about our university and how we do things there, go to code.berlin. 
And a big, big, big shout out to Logitech for sponsoring us with all these nice gadgets so that we can give you the best quality of voice ever. All right, peace.